How are you doing today, Erica? I am doing well. How are you? I'm doing really good. It's uh, It's been kind of a wild week for me. I've released a podcast episode every single day. So every day after work, it's been a lot of, you know, typing up descriptions and editing and uploading and all that jazz. So it's been busy, but it's been it's been fun. Congratulations. So. That's Thank an you. accomplishment because you're back to working full time now. Yeah. So I don't know if that's a congratulations. I enjoyed uh-huh. being off. <laughs> yeah, it's not the working part, but the still getting this important work done while you're working that job yeah. is important. Yeah, it, it is important. Um, and a good balance is important as well. But um, so speaking of congratulations, you now have a car, I see. I do have a car. Yeah. The last yeah. time you came, you came on a bike. I did ride my bike here the yeah. last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, how, how are you liking that? Um, um, it's good. It allows me to do more things and execute the organization that I founded, our mission. I'm working with more people that are overcoming homelessness now, but it, it's, it's a different balance. So I'm trying to find that. Again, like a lot of times I just had to say no because I didn't have any any way to get there. But now I can go anywhere. I can help people move things, which I've I've had the car for about three weeks and I've helped four different households move things. So or get things for their new places and that sort of thing. And it's a small car. So if we're taking a lot of things and it's a lot of trips, but I've been able to make more meetings and secure more funding. So those are good things. But um my mental health and emotional health is fragile, and I know this about myself. So it's just a, a new balance, and um, I expected it to be, and it is a struggle to find the balance. So. Yeah, it always is with anything, yes. but it's important too. Um, and I think, like, as time goes on, you'll find that balance. You'll kind of yes. just find where things fit and take on less. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, that's one thing I struggle with is finding the balance in things because I'm like an all or nothing type of person. Like I'm, uh, I'm either doing podcasts a lot or I'm not. Hmm. And if I'm not doing it all the time, I feel like I'm not doing enough. So it's finding that balance. That's important. It is important. Yeah. Never easy. No, no. That, I mean, uh, fortunately for me, I have a wife who's like, Hey, you need to, (laughs) you need to slow it down. (laughs) We need to spend more time together. But yeah. Now you have an event coming up when September ends. That is coming yeah. up. Yes. How how many years have you done that? This will be the sixth time that when September ends has happened. Wow. So this will be the sixth annual. Have you seen it progressively get bigger and bigger each year? Yes. It grows substantially in some way or another each year. Wow. Yep. Uh, so when you first started the first year you did it, what was that like compared to how it is now? So... The first year that I did it, it was, the focus was different. This was before I had become homeless myself. Um, Although I kind of knew God had put it in my heart to like create something and build community in some way. So, and um, at that point, my daughter, she is 20 years old now. And um, she was a part of the, I can't remember the exact words right now, but they have a youth, a youth choir at MSU And she was a part of that, and um, it's not cheap. And that was kind of like the spiral where my life uh, fell apart and went out of control and ended up with me being homeless, like had already started. 
So it was like, I don't have funds personally to pay for her to do this, but she's um, objectively, it's not mom talk. It's She's a really talented singer. So wow. I wanted for her to continue to be a part of it. So we just kind of threw a fundraiser together. And um, she is the one that brought that song into my life, Wake Me Up When September Ends. That was one of her uh, favorite songs to perform for a few years. So um, we heard that a lot. She sang it a lot. And it, and it was just like fitting for the the time frame and it's like well we'll just call it when september ends and have it in a month and it was something we threw together in a month wow and uh it raised the money that she needed it was more of like a family and friends sort of thing at that point so but there were i had friends that are performers and dancers and she had a couple friends that came and performed and we sold food and that sort of thing so wow that was the first one did we talk about that on the last episode? I don't remember that. I don't think we did. No, yeah, I don't I get an opportunity to talk about that a whole lot. So yeah, that's, that's that's really fun. cool. Yeah. Did you host that at the Fledge? That was at um, the a union hall. My mom okay. worked for GM. She worked for GM for yeah. the um, parts warehouse. Okay. Uh, I don't know what that building is now, but it's on Mount Hope. Yeah. Uh, by railroad tracks, <clears throat> yep. and so her union is like Kitty Corner on St. Joe. And um, she was a financial secretary for that union for, I would say, like 21 or 22 years. So it was wow. a facility that was really easy for me to access. And we had um, this event there for three years, and it moved to the Fledge in 2020. Wow. That is cool. That is really cool. So yeah. what, is your daughter still singing? Um, she does sing, yes. Yeah? She sing for MSU? She is... Uh, so I'm just going to be totally honest. I'm not my daughter's favorite person. We haven't <laughs> talked to him in like over a year. So oh, okay. um, I don't know exactly what she does. That's what she, that's where she wants me at in her life. And I'm doing my best to respect that and yeah. not stalk her or anything like that. So. Well, that's, that's awesome. Yep. Sorry I to did, bring that um, up. It's okay. It's uh, you know, there's other people dealing with similar situations out there. So, yeah. you know, if I can let them know that they're not alone, I did make some mistakes in parenting her and, um, so, you know, we just kind of deal with life as it comes. And hopefully I, I pray that she wants to talk to me again someday. But, you know, I'm just doing my best to keep it moving. And Yeah. I mean, that's all you can do is keep moving. And, you know, I've obviously my kids are young. I haven't experienced that. But I have experienced being the child not wanting to have anything to do with a parent. And uh, so, like, when I moved out, I was like, I don't want anything to do with them anymore. Um but, you know, as time went on, went on um, it didn't take me long. It only took me, like, a couple months to come back mm -hmm. around and, you know, like, kind of start, like, interacting again and having conversations. But even then, like, I didn't really want to have much of a relationship. This episode is brought to you by Red Bike Delivery. This delivery service operates only using battery-powered, eco-friendly transportation. Red Bike Delivery is there for all your delivery needs, whether it's dinner for the family, flowers for your partner, or new houseplants for your new collection. Red Bike Delivery will gladly deliver those and everything in between. So what are you waiting for? Check out Red Bike Delivery on Facebook or Instagram for more information. Red Bike Delivery, because there's only one Earth. Until my adopted dad got me hired into GM, um him and I didn't really have a, a relationship until like I started working there. And then, you know, I kind of had to, <laughs> I kind of had to talk to him and, you know, it was, it was one of the most like formative times for me as like a young adult and trying to overcome 
uh, all the things that I had been through through my past. Uh, because, you know, we, him and I were on third shift together. So we would sit in the truck before we worked. He worked in a completely different building as me. But, you know, we would sit there and just talk back and forth and, you know, talk about the things that we had gone through. And, you know, he o- overly apologized <laughs> for everything that happened. And, you know, which apologies don't necessarily mean anything, but it's the actions that do. Mm-hmm. And I could see that, you know, he had wanted or he was truly sorry. Whereas, like, on the other hand, my adopted mom, she was she was not. <laughs> She's a crazy bat. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, um, you know, over time, him and I ended up developing a relationship, and now we have a, a really good relationship. Like, That's awesome. Even just recently, he, uh, and it might have been because I talked about it on a podcast, but um, I had mentioned, on a, I think, on a podcast that when at the night I moved out, he was up, and he had just gotten home from work. He was on second shift. And I went downstairs, grabbed like a basket of clothing and stuff. And I le- I was leaving and he was like, where are you going? And I'm like, well, I'm moving out. And he's like, well, don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. And I was like, okay, I don't, I don't remember what I said to him. Um, but then I left, but that was like something that like, like got stuck in my brain. Mm-hmm. And just recently he, I think he heard it on a podcast and he, he apologized Oh, again wow. for it and i'm That's like awesome. no you didn't have to apologize for that like i'm, I'm over that right. <laughs> it was just one of those things that stuck in my head and it's part of my story so mm-hmm. um yeah i didn't yeah. say that to my daughter but i think um uh, probably for her the last straw was the uh when we became homeless she stayed with my mom then and that she was flourishing there they had the school that she was going to they had a strong music program and strong theater program and she was cool. doing pretty well there so she stayed there And then um, when the pandemic started, she came and stayed with me. That was going pretty well for a couple months, but then it was deteriorating. And um, it just, it wasn't going to end well. And I mentioned to her, I had already gone through the city rescue mission. I had friends on staff there. I raised money for them. And I let her know that I think it's time that you go stay with them. And uh, they will help you figure out the next steps. Because she didn't want to stay with me. I also didn't really have the capacity to be the one to help her figure out her next steps right. due to own, my own issues that I was dealing with. And she took that as me like throwing her out. Mm, and yeah. that's not really where I was going. Like I, I wanted, you know, I know these people, they helped me yeah, and they're my friends and I've raised money for them. So yeah. I know that they will help you as well. And, um, I just know that after that, like some, she had to come back and get her stuff and, that sort of thing, and and she was talking about being a homeless teenager, and it's like, well, that really wasn't. How old was she? She was um, eighteen. Okay. Yep. So, there's something that, like, for me, I I guess I kind of experienced it because I I wanted to be on my own at a very young age. I think mainly too because a lot of the stuff I had gone through at home, I just I didn't I didn't want to be a part of it anymore, and I I, f- I felt like I just needed to figure life out for myself. But I feel that that's important for a lot of uh, young people, like mm-hmm. like between the ages of like, I'd say 17 to 20, it, it's extremely important to get out on your own and figure out who you are as a person and what you want in life. Because otherwise, like you're, you're I mean, essentially living off your parents. That's not right. cool. But then you're starting to bat heads. You know, like the parents have rules and the teenagers don't want to follow the rules and they just kind of want to be their own person. And so I I think it's important for every young person to go out and experience life for themselves and figure out who they are. Because like being on your own, 
me being on my own helped me like mature in certain aspects way quicker than like a lot of my peers. Mm -hmm. It was, it's kind of interesting to see. Cause I remember when I started working at GM, people are like, you're so, you're so mature, like for your age. And I'm like, Hmm, interesting. <laughs> I would, I didn't that see my it. Daughter gets that a lot. And just yeah. like the, through the, through the grapevine, the things that I hear, like she is doing well, she's had a couple jobs and then moved up in the jobs and wow. then gotten a better job and she's living on her own. And, um, she is doing, I don't know where, but I know that she's doing college and, and wow. uh, being a part of like community theater and that sort of thing. So that's cool. That's yeah. cool. At least, you know, she's, she's succeeding in life. Yep. I mean, because I think that's every parent's fear is that their kids just want to not want, but you know, like their kids will become a fail, like a, a failure in mm -hmm. a sense. And it's, it's awesome that she's taken the initiative to get a, get a job, move up and have her own place and go to college. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. It is. Mm -hmm. Um now <laughs> let's talk about this event. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So when September ends, it's at the end of September. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's gonna be easy to remember when it is because it's when September ends. So did you pick a family already for it? We have not picked a family. We will okay. be connecting with a family in July. That's okay. usually kind of a good time frame. We want them to be in their housing already. Um, it's just kind of hard. Like when we, when I started doing this as a not a private thing for my daughter, but for the city rescue mission, we started with um, just inviting everyone from the city rescue mission and providing them transportation and gift certificates and that sort of thing and collecting donations for them. And then the pandemic happened and um, that was the year that we were trying to keep the numbers in um, person low so we had the idea of like let's just connect with one family and it actually ended up working out much better and um, just kind of actually giving me more of an op opportunity to clarify like exactly what the organization is going to do and so now we focus on someone that's overcome homelessness and help them get settled in their house and um, yeah that's what we do. Yeah, I think that's I think it's really cool because you're celebrating it. Yes. You're not like necessarily focusing on their downfalls like oh you were homeless. You're like yeah, congrats. Like you you mm -hmm. were able to get over that hump. Yep. Yeah, I think it's important because um I don't know. Like I think it's important to kind of like put focus on that because when somebody's in that situation you know, like they might feel like, okay, I'm not doing good enough. Mm -hmm. But if other people can recognize, hey, like you were here and now mm -hmm. you're here, like yep. you could, you could fall back to that or you can continue to make your life better. Mm -hmm. And I, I've personally seen it with you. Right. You <laughs> didn't have a car last year. Now you do. Right. That's awesome. Mm -hmm. You know, it's always, it's always awesome to, with anything to see progression. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> So how many vendors are going to be there this year? Um, Probably as many sign up. There's the whole inside <laughs> and the outside. Okay. I think we're going to cap it at 40. Wow. And right now I have zero signed up. So really? I think that they'll, I mean, there's people that have said they're going to do it. They just haven't signed up. I'm going to do it. So. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> You're a sponsor. You should do it. Yeah, yeah I should <laughs> definitely do it. Yep. Yeah. So uh, what do you think? 
like, cause we had mentioned something about doing live interviews yeah. and this is something I've kind of thought about as like the, the whole, throughout the whole year. I'm like, how would I, how would I do that? How would we do that? How would we do that? Yeah. How would, so, well, I think like with the, we'll already have the live stream going. So if you want to, yeah. um, have another live stream, I don't know how you would want to do that. Are you? You could get the raw footage from that and do it, or you could use your own equipment. Um, I'm going to let you guys handle that part because that is not <laughs> my expertise. Uh, you could bring your own microphones, or we could have ours. It could be standing or sitting, you know, because we have the the wired mics and stuff. So. Yeah. so to do live interviews, let's say it's live. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say I'm interviewing live, it's streaming live. Would I just randomly interview people? I was thinking more along the lines of highlighting briefly someone's. So, um, I'm, this is what I'm picturing is like as part of the performance lineup, you have like maybe 15 to 20 minutes to do an interview. And then somebody could kind of see your podcast in action. And then if you wanted to do like more at your table, that would be cool. That would be cool. Yeah. So, but I'm definitely like, cool. um, thinking it would be a good idea to highlight it, you know, ha- when we have the performance line set up and then like people are paying attention to it and stuff. And yeah. then if there's, um, if, if you know of someone, if we could highlight a story of homelessness, that would be awesome. It doesn't have to be that though, but it would be cool. That I think that would be important because it's, I mean, the whole events about yeah. being homeless and overcoming that. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I was homeless at one point, so that was, that's kind of cool. It's kind of full circle right there. A previous homeless person Mm -hmm. (laughs) interviewing somebody else who overcame it. Yeah, that's interesting. So many good ideas. So many good ideas. So many good ideas. (laughs) (laughs) Common theme lately. Yeah. I was talking with someone the other day. They're like, I'm a great brainstormer. I'm like, okay, we don't need any more brainstormers. (laughs) We need people that will help us execute the brainstorms that we already have. So that's the problem. I I'm good at brainstorming too. I'm like, I have a really good idea. This is what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, how am I going to do that? Right. <laughs> <laughs> it always sounds good on paper. And it probably is good, but yeah. the execution is typically quite challenging. Yeah, because there's always Great a process. Yeah. There's a process to everything. And it's like, where do I start? What's the first steps I need to take in order to make this happen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and I could imagine that having an event like yours, it's probably like that too, because it's like, how do we make this big event happen? I mean, last year um, was pretty crazy, and like, yeah. this was like you had a lot, lot of people there. You had the live stream going. You had people telling their stories and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. Performances. It was wild. Yeah, the event yeah. is like it was uh, windy. It was windy, <laughs> and it was it was freezing. I remember like at night because we stayed there till like 10 o'clock it was cold but the event i feel like we have a pretty good handle on you know there's like a process kind of in a rhythm Mm. the other things that are going on with the organization is just like wow i don't know how i'm supposed to do any of this (laughs) so tell me about the organization um because i know last time you were on we talked about or you talked about how you were working on getting the, working on becoming a nonprofit, mm-hmm. right? A 501c3? Yes. 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 Did that happen? That did happen. It did happen. How long yes. after the podcast did that happen? 
So we became incorporated as a Michigan nonprofit in July and then got our 501c3 status from the federal government in March of this year. Whoa. So, yes, the pressure's on to make things happen and do the fundraising and that sort of thing. So what's what's next? I mean, now that you got that, obviously you said fundraising and all that jazz, but Mm -hmm. how do you go about all that? Um, we are working with, well, we haven't signed the contract yet, but that I anticipate will be happening soon with Kimberly LeVon of Mint Maven. She, um, is a grant writer. Hmm. And so, so grants are overwhelming. I looked into them. I'm a fairly effective writer. I feel like I could, I've written for a couple of them, um, and gotten them. So that part's not too hard for me, but the finding them. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's like so complicated to find grants. Are they like specific to like your organization or those type of organizations? They would be specific, but to find the ones that are specific that we would qualify for is like such a job itself when I've never done it before. Mm. And I've looked at a couple grant databases. I looked at one at, um, MSU and the uh, at the reference desk I went there with a friend one day and what it shows is that all the grants from last year and the foundations so you can go to the foundations website and see what grants are currently open okay so you're still not even looking for grants you're looking at foundations that offered grants so now you can go to their website and see if uh they have any grants and if your organization is qualified for it why did they make it so difficult I don't know. Why isn't there somebody that you can talk to? Be like, hey, this is what you need. Applied, apply for it. Right. There are those people. You just, like Kimberly, we just need to pay her a lot of money. Really? So, wow. and, and it would definitely be worth it, what we pay her. So. Wow. Yep. And wow. there's even like grant databases. I've looked in, I just, to be honest, I also really don't have the capacity anymore to just like dive into things and learn them. I will learn like if, if I'm with someone and we're working on something together, mm-hmm. like after I go through the process with Kimberly, I know I'll be a lot more oriented to how Who's it works. Kimberly, Kimberly LaVon of Mint Maven. Oh, okay. She's right. a, um, the grant writer. So that's right. Once we go through the process, like I'll have to be a, since it's <clears throat> my organization and I have all the verbiage and everything, <clears throat> excuse me and it's like based on you know inspired a lot by my story mm-hmm. i'll we'll have to talk a lot about things but yeah so through that process i know i'll be like more oriented to this is where you can find the grants this is what you need to have like you have to have your budget ready you have to have like so much paperwork all in a row to apply for it like what other grants have you applied for what did you do with that money wow and um it's it's a lot so but once we go through it with her, then I feel like I'll be more ready to do it in the future. Yeah. Maybe we'll still pay her. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of work on top of like, so we have a board and um, it's a volunteer board. So, you know, I can't really expect them to go as hard as I do. Yeah. So like right now I'm, I would say doing 95% of the fundraising, wow. uh, marketing and promotion built doing the event and then actually executing the mission by helping people all for the great salary of zero (laughs) dollars. So, yeah, I don't think a lot of people realize, you you know, when they hear like, you know, this interview or previous interviews or whatever that like, it takes a lot of work for a no money, Mm -hmm. 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and it's like that with a lot of different like things that go on here in our community. Yep. It's it's hopefully, crazy. Hopefully, yes. Hopefully, hopefully someday there will be a salary. Like yeah. if things go well and the vision is fully fleshed out, then you know I'll get paid at that some point. Get paid at that point to do some work. Yeah. Um, that would be good. It's yeah. not like why I'm doing it. No. Um, but. Still, at some point. I think if you were doing it for money, you would have given up a long time ago. uh, (laughs) For sure. Yes. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's that's crazy. That's that's wild. That's a lot of work. It really is. How many people do you have on your board? We have three people on our board right now. Okay. Mm -hmm. Wow. Insane. Mm -hmm. Now, where do you see the nonprofit going within like the next year? I mean, obviously, you got to apply for these grants and stuff. Yes. Do you see yourself having, um, like, a building or some sort of, like, home base? The goal for the year is not necessarily a home base for our organization, although that could come in the future. That's not a huge priority. The priority is to get at least one home by the end of the year oh. to um, basically end homelessness for a household. And so, uh, like... Our mission, Jubilee's mission is, Jubilee is a network that connects disadvantaged community members in the greater Lansing area with transformative, wait, okay, (laughs) (laughs) I wrote it, I should know it, with effective support and transformative opportunities, so, um, and and the the way that we're doing that is by, um, we're building a permanent supportive housing program, and permanent supportive housing is a a model for dealing with homelessness. It's kind of like housing first and we'll deal with everything else next. Mm. So, um, and we don't have any of that. Well, it's not accurate to say we don't have any. I don't know exactly what the numbers are. Like when I was at the city rescue mission, I qualified for permanent supportive housing. I would still qualify for permanent supportive housing, but there's none available for me. There's no wait list to get on or anything like that. Sometimes people with really intense psychiatric issues and, um, that are already CMH consumers, they might get some permanent supportive housing, um, but n- not guaranteed. Or so I, I'm wow. just guessing. This so where do these people go? A lot of the time, back to the street. It's why we have like wow. a revolving door in our homeless shelters, and then some of the people that have really severe issues or complications or whatever will just end up on the street and not even bother to go into the shelters anymore. Wow. That's crazy because, like, if you have to go into, um, if you go into a shelter, you have to clean up, right? You do. Yeah. Yep. There's rules to follow. It's not always. I've I've seen some even since I left the shelters. I've seen some changes that I like in um, some of the shelters to where it's not quite so strict. Or, yeah. uh, but it's it's when I was there and even before that, it's um it's not easy to be there. It's a lot of structure. Yeah. And I'm a sure. lot of rules, and yeah. I can kind of understand the need for that, but also, like, we're humans. So yeah. it, it's also a need to address someone's humanity and what they need that's different than, yeah. you know, fitting in your cookie cutter. Right. And, uh, yeah, I mean, if you're going into a homeless shelter, you're literally, well, for one, you're there for a reason, right? right? Like, I mean, you've you've hit rock bottom, and you, yes. have, you have problems, I'm sure, Um, and it'll be so much easier to like want to use drugs and become an alcoholic because I mean, where's life going? Right. You know, like you, 
you literally, it probably feels like you have no potential whatsoever. Um, I was going to ask you how, how bad has the homeless problem gotten in Lansing since like the last time we talked and I guess like since the pandemic, because, um, I know there for a little bit, like I, I seen like homeless encampments under like a bridge and that's now since been cleaned up, but it just seems like there had been like different places all around town uh, where homeless people were cleaned up, but I'm certain that they've just moved. <laughs> <laughs> I would say that it's, I mean, I'm not the authority on, on that part of it, but I would say it's, it hasn't changed much. I don't think it's really gotten much worse. Um, or definitely it hasn't gotten any better. Yeah. Yeah. I was, I you mentioned, um, when you go in the homeless shelter, it's like they, they want you to perform I was just going to mention that's one of the things that kind of like such jubilee apart is like there are all kinds of transitional housing and and sorts of things like there's pregnancy houses, there's uh, sober houses, there's parole houses. The problem with all of them is that there's a time limit and that puts on pressure to perform and not like really an opportunity to address what's going on deep inside and, you know, because to address what's deep inside takes time and space and we're not yeah. in control of like, that doesn't, what is rehab for three months? Now, now I'm really ready to go and function in society with all the pressures of society. Yeah. No, yeah, no. <laughs> that's not it. So no, you almost need like guidance for like years. Yes. You know, like, I mean, even if you don't need like the extreme, like, like counseling or whatever it is, um, structured program you need somebody there to be like hey mm-hmm. how's it going yep like you, you staying above board yep okay good good to hear keep it up yep keep up the good work and that's and that's kind of goes back to like your event like yes. you know you're you're recognizing somebody who w- had these issues and you're like congratulations you know you you they now have a an event about them and then, so, you know, as time goes on through the winter or whatever, they can look back and be like, wow, I can't disappoint because mm-hmm. they just celebrated me. Mm-hmm. It gives somebody, it gives them reason to keep going. Yep. And ideally through, the, like I have stayed in touch with the, the the family that we celebrated. I actually just helped them out with some stuff a couple of days ago. So wow. ideally as our organization grows, we'll have more support to offer them. And that's kind of the goal is to not like, People do need help for years. And the reason, the, the way somebody's going to let you help them really in an effective manner is because you've put the effort in and built trust. Yeah. And that is no easy job. And it's not something that we typically get paid for in our society. But that's like part of the effective support that we're offering Yeah, is um, highly relational and, you know, building trust, which means... We're not going to let you down. We're not going to overpromise. We're going to follow through with what we say we're going to do. You know, we're not going to ignore you for six weeks. Um, so. What you're describing to me sounds like this huge organization. Like, you, like sounds like you to me, you have like this huge dream of having like several different, I guess, like housing units and like a bunch of staff members. Um, and you're able to just kind of help everybody who comes to you Mm -hmm. am i correct are you kind of envisioning that that would be beautiful but i think by the end of this year it will be nice to have one 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 unit one or one one household okay we do have the network in place um 
that we could support one household very well. And if we can make that happen by the end of the year, then hopefully our board can grow. We have, uh, I think, 13 open board positions on our board. Whoa. Yeah. So uh, we do want, like, you know, people with skills and dedication and commitment to, to join the board. So it's not like... Just Please anybody. come join our board <laughs> so we don't have uh, vacancies. Right. So we're trying to put, before we seek more board members, we're trying to like make something significant and substantial yeah. to attract um, board members. What that, kind that of qualifications? Skills. What kind of qualifications are you looking for? Um, to me, the most important things are like supporting the mission and dedication and commitment. I don't want anyone to be overwhelmed. Yeah. But uh, it's also very important to me that people are involved in um, networking and reaching out and like so our network can grow. Mm. That's the most effective way to grow anything is just like from one person to the next. Like, hey, I mean, with Jubilee, there is basically a way for almost anyone to fit in as a vendor, a sponsor. Like we're going to need contractors to help us maintain our homes. We're going to need uh, lawyers and um, professional financial people, whatever they're called. That's not my area of expertise <laughs> to Mine help either. them, <laughs> you know, resolve legal issues that they might have or um, become financially literate and that sort of thing. So, like, it's really important that the board members are committed to doing that and just, like, utilizing their network effectively to grow Jubilee's network. And uh, just understanding what they're able to commit to and then doing it and doing it well, like excellently. Yeah. And that, and that's important whenever somebody's involved with anything, like any any board or any like, um, what do you call it? Like, um, I don't want to say like, I'm trying to think of the proper term, but like when you're a part of something, it doesn't right. matter what it is. You should you should fully devote yourself to it or at least like a devote like whenever you're there and you're right. you're working on that devote all your time and effort to yeah. it or and you stay focused on it yeah at least like i because I, you know i was part of an event last night that i'm helping with and um i i think the events are great they're called veteran story events i don't know hmm. if you've heard of those no, I haven't. but uh they're great. I'm going to send you some more information about them. They're okay. like important to celebrate and honor veterans and that sort of thing. And I'm helping with like the tech stuff. Okay. And some friend of mine, friends of mine are like doing that also. And they're like, we need help. And I thought I was signing up for one, but they're like, no, there's like <laughs> 15 or 20 for the rest of the year. Whoa. And I think it's important and I want to, but I'm spread so thin that I am not showing up. Yeah the best Erica that I can be. Yeah. However, I've let them know like, this is, this is a great vision and I'm really glad that I can be a part of it, but I already have a vision that I'm working on. Yeah. So I will come and help to the best of my ability. By the time I get there on Friday night, my ability is not going to be that great. And I'm sorry. <laughs> so well, I think sometimes it's also it's just better. Sometimes it's better to have somebody there yes. who, you know, just like, I mean, because I know when you're there, you're going to try your hardest. I even do though try you, my hardest, even though even yeah. though you might be tired, <laughs> it's it's the end of the mm-hmm. week. Everybody's exhausted, but I know you're going to work hard when you're there. So yep. like that matters. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. The the point of that was like you know I let them know like you're getting the last Erica that there's a <laughs> little bit left, and because I do see this as important, and yeah. 
So what is that? They tell their stories. They do tell their stories. They um. They go on so stage. What in was front of I'm trying to remember what the theme was last night. I don't remember. It had something. <laughs> to, oh, it was Little Arlington. We have a Little Arlington Cemetery in um. You know Arlington Cemetery yeah. is okay. Yeah. So they have like a little Ar- Arlington in Lansing. Are really? you familiar with that? No. I believe it's uh at um. So we're by my house, so we're close to the uh, cemetery. Yeah. At Mount Hope and Aurelius, there's oh. like um, soldiers buried there in Little Arlington. So they were talking about that. There was another one where they, uh, the Gold Star families, um, were sharing their stories, and I don't know exactly what Gold Star families means, but I do know that. They had all lost um, children or family members in service. Wow. So it was really great. That one was really awesome because we had like a food reception for them and we um, got to interact with them. And I still have a card in my wallet. The man was super excited to hand me this card. He's like, I've passed out. Like, I can't remember the number that he said, but it was a <laughs> lot, like thousands and thousands Whoa. of these cards. And so, you for know. What? They just have like his um, son's name and his branch and just like part of his story and like what was important to him and and to the family like that's an important way because they lost their family member, which is tragic. But yeah. it's uh, been an important way for them to keep the legacy alive and uh, share the story and impact others, even though they don't have their their son anymore. So who runs the who runs this? Uh, is it a nonprofit? The story in general, the stories is um, powered by Cityhood, which is uh, Michelle Ramon. She's kind of like the person in charge at Cityhood, okay. which is like a, an aggregate news thingamajig. I don't know oh. exactly what it is, but mm. she does um, do news reports and she's doing these stories. And there's um, also like there's a group of people, I Star Video Production is part of it and uh the mayor's veterans commission i don't know if i'm saying the words right (laughs) (laughs) so um alfreda schmidt she's like oh my gosh she's like this i think she's 92 but she might be older than that the uh hill center on the south side is Mm. named after her it's the schmidt community center and the first time i met her even at 92 like she's in a, she's like grabbing your hand and talking to you and be like, what's your name? We're so glad you're here. And it's like, okay, I see why you have a community center named after you. I get it. Wow. So what's uh, her story? Gosh, I wish I knew better. Um, I, I know that her son was in the military, some branch. Um, she's been around Lansing a lot. I think she might've been involved with the military herself as well. Although wow. I'm not sure in what capacity, but I knew, I do know that she is like, part of that um, mayor's veteran commission or coalition or whatever it is. Okay. So she's obviously someone um, very influential in our city and maybe That's I cool. should know better. That <laughs> is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It is pretty cool. Do you think she can make it downstairs? <laughs> I wouldn't put it past her, actually. <laughs> I really wouldn't put it past her. It'd be cool to interview somebody like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would. Um. Yeah, I, I'd be interested in finding more out about that. Yeah, I can yeah. Uh, I can connect you with Michelle. She might want to come. She could make it down the stairs for okay. sure. Okay, so. all right, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, that'd be cool. That'd be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it's crazy because I don't <laughs> I'm still like learning a bunch of things about like different events and right. groups and organizations here in, in Lansing. It's, it's There's a, a lot. There's so there? many. Mm-hmm. And it's crazy because Lansing doesn't seem that big. Mm-hmm. Like it's small. 
I mean, I was just in Indianapolis like a couple weeks ago and um, Indianapolis is huge. There's so much, but like you come to Lansing, you're like, wow, this is small. Like you could drive through Lansing in two minutes. Like if you're on the highway (laughs) and get through in like five minutes, you're, you're through the other side. And it's crazy because there's so much in between the city lines. It's wild. So many, there's a lot of people. So yeah, like there is the, a lot of people. The area is kind of small, but how many people do you think are in Lansing? Oh, I used to know the answer to that. That was a long time ago. Let's fact check that. You can do that. I think yeah. it's around like a hundred and forty thousand. Okay, I'm gonna guess. Um, I'm gonna say one thirty-seven. Okay. Okay. Here we go. So you said one hundred and forty. I said one thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. Are we going with uh, Greater Lansing or the city of Lansing? Um. Probably Greater, greater Lansing. Lansing is even more than that. Is if it? You're going to include Okemos. True. Greater Lansing will be Okemos, Holt, uh, probably even Mason, Grand Ledge, St. John's. Yes. Right? St. John's. So St. John's is iffy, but yeah. it could in some people's okay. definition. City of Lansing mm-hmm. population. Wow, we were both wrong. <laughs> it's 117,488 as of 2020. Okay. So, yeah. We're not too wrong. No, like, no. We'd be wrong. like, we would have to turn the cameras off and hang up the phone if it, if we said a million <laughs> and it was 117,000. So yeah, yeah. We, we would weren't be too far off. Hugely disconnected. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. That is a lot of people. Yeah. Even 117,000 is like, that's still that's a, a lot of crap people. ton of people. Yeah. That's a lot of people. Yep. And it's crazy too. Cause like going on like the 517 page, um, with all these different like, uh, events going on, it's like, it, it almost seems like is, is Lansing really that big? You know, like I, I wonder that all the time. Like, is there really? Because it always seems like it's kind of the same people like posting mm-hmm. or like same people doing the same kind of events. It's like, is Lansing really that big? But then, like, it's so much bigger. I mean, there's just so many people. Yeah, it's wild. It is like kind of a small percent that's into that sort of thing. Organizing events, it's not a a lot. I mean, there are a lot of people organizing events, but when you look at the big picture, it's not a lot. No, it's not. And then... And why do you think that is? Do you think it's because, like, well, for one, the whole, like, uh, the 517 page is kind of newer, like, relatively, um, and it's growing, and, like, maybe, like, people... I don't know. Why, why do you think that is? Why do you think that people don't really get involved with too much? Well, I can see why they don't get involved with organizing. That's a lot of work. I don't know why they don't come more often. Because if you go to our community events, you're going to see a lot of the same people over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And um, not a lot of new people, considering that we have now 117,000 <laughs> people since we know the number. Yeah. I, I do wish there was a way to figure out how to get more people involved in community events. Because I think it's a very rewarding experience. Yeah. Even uh, I used to think when I would go to an event where there was vendors, I would feel bad that... Um, I didn't buy something, but I have friends now that are vendors and they're like, it's not like that. Yeah. You know, of course we do want to make money, but it's a good experience to connect with someone. Yeah. 
and get your um, name out there. You can get your name out there, and even just even just the connection. Like, well, at this point in time, you know, getting having someone give me their name could benefit them because even outside of when September ends, I do help with like vendor coordination other at other events and that sort of thing. But even before that, like, like you're getting your name out to broke Erica. That's not going to help you with anything or ever buy your stuff. Like I'll just be your friend, but like they say that's even a worthwhile experience. It is. So it is, it's, it's good. And you know, so you don't have to be afraid of not buying. A lot of these people are artists and they put their heart and soul into what they're doing. Yeah. And even if you're not going to buy, they just like talking about it and sharing it. Mm -hmm. So, you know, and, uh, the performers like love having an audience. So I, I do wish there was a way to get more people to enjoy the community events that we have because a lot of them are pretty great. Yeah. And there's a, there's so much talent in Lansing. There's a lot of talent in Lansing. I've interviewed a lot of like artists, uh, local artists and stuff. And it's like, wow, this is crazy. Like, it's crazy that people are here. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I know there's a lot of like musicians too yep. that are here. I don't really know a lot of them, but yeah, there's a lot of talent locally. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know how you could get more people involved. I really don't. Other than like promotion. Yeah. Uh, sometimes people don't know what's going on. I so know. I tell people, like, if you ever want to know what's going on, I usually know. So just, <laughs> you know, I can tell you. Yeah. A lot of it, some of it will make the news a little bit, but it's usually, like, after the fact. It's it's hard to get the word out to the whole city if you don't have access to, like, yeah. Fox 47 or something like that. So yeah. it's a lot of work to get people to even know about it and to get them to care about it. It's even more work. Have you done any promotion for your event? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm on the podcast. All right. <laughs> it's kind of like, I I could be doing a better job. I have like over a thousand flyers and I feel like I should be knocking on doors, but I probably will. Yes. It's, uh, I write the newsletter for, um, an organization in Lansing called Coggle. And so it's definitely been promoted. Actually, it hasn't been in their newsletter. I need to do that. But uh, they put out an annual publication. So our our event was um, included in that publication last November. So oh. it's been promoted since then. And okay. whoever is looking at that publication. And I'm starting, this is what I'm getting now since I've been doing it for six years. I was talking to someone the other day that I met a couple months ago. And... Um, uh, I mentioned that, well, she had already had the flyer for it. And she's like, yeah, and I heard about that before. And I'm getting that, you know, a few times lately is that people have heard about it in the past and don't really know what it is. And so then I get to yeah. tell them. And so, yes, I'm promoting. <laughs> I feel like I wish I could do a better job. I wish I knew how to do a better job. It's, it's very difficult because that's something I've had to learn too with the, the podcast is like, how do I promote, like, what's the best avenue to go down for like viewers? And it's something I'm still learning, but it, people's attention spans so, so like spread thin, like yep. they might see, you know, your event, they might see it, you know, today or whenever this releases and then they'll forget about it by the time it, this it's not like they're going to write it on their calendar. No, oh, I'm going to remember that event. Calendar. So no. it's like you constantly have to be hammering them within. It's like, mm -hmm. 
it's a it's a full time job. It is marketing's a full time job. <laughs> it's not easy. Mm-hmm. Um, what I was going to suggest to you, um, and I don't know how you feel about it, but if you wanted to create some sort of like ad um, for this podcast to like air before each episode, oh, oh, oh yeah, okay. yeah, mm-hmm. I'd be willing to do that. That's awesome. Yeah. But you have to record it. Oh, yeah. It can't be me. People <laughs> don't want to hear me talk. So Okay. <laughs> you can figure that out. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we'll figure that out and uh, get that recorded because I think that'd be important mm-hmm. because every episode that comes out, I oftentimes interview, you know, like a lot of local people. It'll People will be like, what is that? What's he talking? Or, what, or what's that? Well, who's that lady talking? <laughs> right. <laughs> so, and then, you know, I can incorporate maybe links to the That event. would be amazing, yeah. actually. Thank you, David. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, that would be great for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, you've helped me out in the past. You uh, let me come to the event last year, and then you sent the news my way. (laughs) (laughs) I did. Yeah. I was like, you need to talk to David, (laughs) Kiana. (laughs) It completely caught me off guard, too. I'm like, I don't really know what to say. It's so weird being interviewed on the news. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Like, I can... I can sit here and talk because I feel comfortable, but like being in front of a camera that you know that people are going to see on TV, it's like, ooh, I don't know. It's different. It is. Yeah. Which angles are they going to take? What are they going to cut out? Yeah. Make sure everything I say is even by itself something that I want people to hear because. (laughs) Yeah. 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 It's a little scary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you did good when they interviewed you. I don't think so. I don't (laughs) think so. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So what, uh, performers, performers do you have this year? You have obviously Sway Boy. Yes, we have Sway yeah. Boy. He's on there. Yeah, he's on there. Yep. Um, do you have any other performers? Yes, there's a list of them, but I don't have it in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> there's a few people that I'm waiting to hear back from them anxiously. mm uh, have you seen Ron St. Germain? No. No? He's no. a high energy, um, like, well, it's rock and roll. I'm going to send you a video later. I need to be keeping a list of all the things I'm going to send you later. But <laughs> he's considering currently, so um, oh. I'm, I would be kind of excited if he comes. Um, I'm sorry, performers, anybody that... <laughs> listens to this they I should do be understanding i hope so you're doing 90 for 95 percent of the work i really am yeah like i helped homeless people get furniture last week wow so. <laughs> um wow. uh i helped there's a list who's on the list there's a lot of people on that list you know i would assume that getting or helping people uh, acquire these homes and acquire uh, furniture and belongings has got to be one of the greatest feelings ever. It 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 is feel good. It's like I need. I'm working on it. And I'm doing better than I was, but I still have a lot of work to do when it comes to manage my emotions. So I'm not enjoying it as much as I wish I would. I'm feeling overwhelmed and like if there's like. So the the families that um, I was in contact with last week, everything should is is planned and situated and should work out for them. But before that happened, I'm like, oh my gosh, who am I gonna get to help me move this stuff? 
it's not really in our budget to pay for a U-Haul. I'm going to have to ask such and such to use their van. I don't want to ask them for anything else <laughs> right now. So maybe we will just pay for a U-Haul. But then I have to go to my board and get it approved. And, like, my, my board's great about, like, they must really trust me and support what I'm doing because they've never said, no, Erica, we're not doing that. So... <laughs> I wow. do anticipate that coming at some point when there's a bigger board. Maybe it won't be quite so, like, so whatever you want to do. Yeah, yeah. but that, that's okay. We'll cross. See, why am I even worried about that? Yeah, you shouldn't be worried <laughs> about that. No, yeah. I should just be, like, really happy that, you know, things are fairly well planned out for the situations that we had, and those people are getting some great things. Well, I think that and, that's why it's important too to get people that believe in this. They have the same uh, passion that you have for, yeah. for for the organization because the minute you get people saying no, don't do that, or you sh don't do that, you know, don't don't help buy them furniture, don't mm -hmm. help them move the furniture, whatever. It's like, are we on the same team? Right. What's going on here? Right. Yeah. What are we hoarding that money for if it if it wasn't to execute our mission? Yeah. So, yep. I just feel like I have to um, shout out Audra from Junk in the Trunk. Have you met Audra yet? I have not. Okay. She should come on your podcast, too. Send her my way. I will. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, has been uh, instrumental in connecting us because she does, like, estate cleanouts. Mm. So she gets a lot of great stuff. Wow. In, um, For free. Yeah. The people well, are just throwing away. They're going to, they, she's getting paid to take it away. Whatever oh. she does with it next is on her. And she does uh, give a lot of it to different organizations. So, yes. And Jubilee is now one of her partners. So, that's what I was going to ask you is have you thought about partnering with other organi organizations? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but clearly you have. Yes. Yes, yeah. I have. And we do that. And, and, you know, our, not fully implementing our strategy and our program yet because that will come more when we have like um someone in a home you know and and with them being in our home we'll have like more leverage to actually build a relationship with them and get trust and like bring in more partners but you know we've we've contacted with a lot of different organizations and now that i have a car hopefully uh we'll be um like meeting with more and just seeing how we can work together, how we can support their mission and how they can support ours to just make a greater impact on the community. So do you know, uh, have you heard of sleep in heavenly peace? That organization, yes. uh, Jared Olson, I think his I name have. is. Yeah. You and I talked about that before too. Yeah. Yep. Did we? Yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> yep. I've only had like a hundred other conversations. Well, I no, know right? 70 <laughs> other maybe, but yeah. Cause I think, it, Yes, actually. I remember that was the first time I heard of your podcast is because I wrote a blog article about Jared oh. and I linked to your podcast in there. So. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. Awesome. That's really cool. Mm -hmm. uh, I should get him back. But Jared, uh, for the people who don't know, Jared, um, his organization, Sleep in Heavenly Peace, he's the chapter president. Uh, they make beds for children who don't have beds here in Lansing. And one thing he was telling me is that... Um, you wouldn't think that there would be a huge need for it here in Lansing. Like he kind of had the idea that he would be working in Lansing, but then he would have to branch out. Mm -hmm. But he said it's like continuous work for to try to meet the needs for the kids here in town. And he said it's it's wild. It's crazy that he can't keep up. Mm -hmm. I would think that like if you could partner with somebody like him for like the children, 
because I'm sure that a lot of the people you work with have children. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We have actually worked on some things together. Cool. So, yeah. That is so cool. And that's a reminder. I actually need to fill out one of those referral forms. <laughs> <laughs> so, yep. Always something. There's always something. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um. So we're 55 minutes in. This went by super quick. It did go by quick. Yeah. I feel comfortable talking to you, though. It's not like I'm trying to get into, like, I'm not trying to get to know you now. It's like we're just chatting about whatever. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else you want to promote or talk about before we wrap this up? Um. There. Yes. I'm so glad you asked. And I'm even gladder. That's not a word that I remember. <laughs> Happier? Yes. Happier <laughs> that I remembered. There are, like, a, a few different other events that I'm uh, helping with right now currently um one is the veteran stories that i uh <laughs> wrong tube oh i hate it when that happens <laughs> <laughs> so those veteran stories are at the hill center you can find those at cityhood i i know cityhood's on facebook they probably have I, they do have a website actually and also at the um lansing parks and recreation those are really good um you know i'm not even for our government but the individuals that served and sacrificed uh, their lives, a lot of them, to get our freedom. Like, that I am for, like, supporting the individual people and hearing their stories. And, uh, you know, I'm I'm probably kind of, like, anti-government overall, but it's been a great opportunity for me to recognize that those are humans and that they have stories and that they're important and that, honoring them and celebrating them and caring for them is actually really important. So um, I'm actually hoping to incorporate a veteran story for when September ends. Also, I've talked to Michelle about it once and she seemed in favor of it, but we have to iron out the details and um, you know, homeless homelessness amongst veterans is a major issue. It's not, like we would be happy to uh, help veterans through Jubilee, but it's not like our major focus. Yeah, we're just trying to do our best to help everyone that comes our way. Not everyone, but whoever does come our way, we want to be prepared with a network to put a community and support around them, whether they are dealing with substance abuse or or they're a veteran, um, but whatever it is. But anyways, back to that. Like uh, I'm hoping that she will maybe interview a veteran and perhaps a veteran that's overcome homelessness in Lansing as part of when September ends. So, well, I think it's cool too, to highlight the different demographics of um, people in, in the homeless community, because I mean, some of them are veterans and a lot of them have suffered from like PTSD or a lot of other traumatic experiences from being in the military, which causes them to be homeless. And to kind of ignore that and just maybe focus on somebody who just been has been down on their luck is, you know, I think it's important to yeah. to highlight those stories. Yeah, I think it's like very important actually because, you know, they did go to serve our country and serve us. That's what they were doing when they made yeah. that choice, and yeah. our country owes it to them to look after them after they did that. So. Well, and I think that's a whole nother discussion, but uh, I, I think that the military doesn't do a good job. No. I, I don't think no. that they necessarily care. In fact, I actually was just interviewing a guy who's a veteran, and he said they will proactively try to say that something happened. Like he was saying, uh, for instance, 
that um, at the VA, he, he came out of the military with a bunch of like PTSD and other traumatic stuff. Um, and he tried getting help for it through um, the VA. And they're like, oh, yeah, that didn't happen in the military. That happened because you had a, a rough childhood. That happened before. And it's like, no, I, I have PTSD from the military. So they like proactively like will deny anything because they don't want us. They don't want to have to pay for it. That's outrageous. It's outrageous. Infuriating. Yeah, it is. Ugh, I hate Ugh. it here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I do too. Um, what do you do? You know, the only thing you can do is talk about it and highlight stories and hopefully by doing that, things get better. And I think they are over time. I mean, I think things are progressively starting to get slightly better. Well, I do know that more regular people like us in the community are having a deeper understanding of the injustices that happen across the board. And I think that that is the start of people caring. And, you know, like through the pandemic, so many people endured also, not even just from COVID, but just all sorts of tragic losses that, yeah. you know, I think it's it's really... Like we all have, a lot of us at this point have a tragic story. Yeah. Somewhere in our life, and I don't think it was like that twenty years ago. So you don't think so? I don't know. I think I, it was. Okay. I I just think that twenty years ago people didn't talk about it. Yeah. Uh, that was one thing that um started when I started this podcast when I did my episode. I had a family member reach out and they're like, "What you talked about is not okay, and you shouldn't be talking about that stuff because." Um, I was raised that you don't talk about those things mm -hmm. and you, you know, you keep it hush hush and whatever. I'm like, well, that's how, you, that's how things remain the same by not talking right. about it. It can, it, it, it causes generational trauma and that it, then it happens. It's a cycle. You break the cycle by talking about it and discussing things. And um, yeah, so I just think that like back then people didn't talk about things because there was a lot of shame around different, like being homeless. Yeah. People didn't, People weren't like happy to be homeless. People still aren't happy to be homeless. I guarantee you nobody wants to live on the streets. No. But there's like a shame that goes around it. Like if you were to mm -hmm. say I'm homeless because I have a drug problem, like that's a that's a shameful thing to admit. So you don't talk about it. Right? Right. Oh I mean, yeah. Like a, a lot of people. And you're right that that is changing. Like people are sharing their stories and and I went through this yeah. and I overcame it and I'm doing well now, or maybe I'm still struggling with it, but yeah. we do talk about things yeah. much more freely. So it's actually something I think about a lot. Like was my whole perspective on life way off when I was younger that probably, yeah, it could be. <laughs> like it's just, I don't swear too often, but it's just ended up being a big bag of bullshit. And <laughs> like, I'm trying to make the best of it to build plant flowers in it or something. Yeah. I don't know, but well, I mean, that, I think that's what most people are trying to do. Mm -hmm. And the people who don't do that, they just like to, you know, I don't know, cause trouble. They just can't pay attention to those people. No, and I yeah. think that they are a lot less dissatisfied with their existence here than I am. Yeah, they so. are. I don't they know. Are. But you mentioned generational trauma. That um reminded me of another. There's a couple more events. but So Jubilee has once a month. We have a... Uh, task force meeting it's operation and homelessness task force meetings where um, you can join our leadership team so usually our board is there and anyone else from the community is welcome to come and we just have uh 
important conversations about poverty and homelessness and healthy relationships as they pertain to um, mentoring people and, and helping people in general. So it doesn't have to be somebody that is necessarily going to be volunteering with our organization. They're still going to get value out of the conversation because I think just by having community conversations, we can learn a lot from each other. Yeah. And that seems to be what happens. And our the topic of our next um, task force meeting is generational, generational trauma. So, uh -oh. yep, that That's will cool. be on June 5th. Okay. Yep. Cool. First Sunday of every month. And where's that located at? That will be at South Church of the Nazarene. Okay. At 6 p.m. It's on uh, West Holmes, 401 West Holmes, right by the Everett football field. Okay. Yep. Cool. And they happen every first Sunday for the rest of forever. <laughs> so if you can't make it this time, it's okay. Awesome. Until next time. That's cool. And uh, another thing that I'm working on with a, a group of ladies, I'm sure you've heard of the Women's Networking Group. Have you heard of that? Not Your Mother's Networking Group? No, I don't think so. Okay. Well, I'm going to clue you in. There's like 20,000 women in there. Whoa. And Locally? Yes. This is Whoa. all Lansing women, like all kinds of women, actually. There's professional women and um, musicians. It's like everybody is in there. The only thing that you have to do is be nice and be in Lansing. So uh, somebody was in there talking about a dating app. And my broad spectrum advice is don't do dating apps. I know some people have good luck. Every time I say, you know, don't do dating apps, somebody's like, I met my husband on there. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, I'm happy for you. My experience, which is valid, or, or my, my advice, since this person is asking for advice, based on my experience and the experience of those around me, is don't do dating apps. So... Don't do dating apps. But then a conversation emerged about we don't have speed dating events in Lansing. Mm. So myself and three other ladies um, decided that we should have a speed dating event in Lansing. So the first one's happening June 8th Whoa. at American Fifth Spirits, which is on Larch um, across from the baseball stadium. Oh. So it's called Ditch the App Dating. So if you want to uh, – it is $25 a person. So uh, How do you, how do you – how do you sign up? Like, like if you're a dude or another woman even, yep. like how do you, do you have to like, like, is there like some sort of sign up sheet or something? There is, it's on Eventbrite. There is a face, there's Facebook event and, um, there's a uh, on Eventbrite. So that's where you pay. And there's, um, there's a LGBTQ event on the ninth and the, uh, men and women on the eighth. So okay. if you're, uh, a man or a woman that's looking for the opposite, then um, you'll go to the Eventbrite and there's men tickets and women tickets. Oh. So that's kind of how we're making the distinction. Interesting. But, Have yep. you ever done a speed date? No. No? It sounds interesting. I don't know if I want to date anybody. That's <laughs> an entirely different podcast. We're not going to go into that right now. <laughs> but I I think that I like the idea of it's, like, it's where you like uh, shuffle tables, right? Yes. Like every couple of minutes or something. Yep. We're going to do yeah. three minutes. We're going to do a half hour. So um, American Fifth Spirits is a distillery. So, um, and I don't drink too often, but I did try. Uh, should make a drinking game out of that. I don't know. Everybody has to chug a beer <laughs> at, every three minutes right. <laughs> and see how oh it goes by gosh. the end. <laughs> There's an idea. 
they have like craft uh, cocktails and mocktails, and I tried the caramel white white Russian, and it was delicious. So mm-hmm. for the twenty five dollars, you get um, a cocktail or a mocktail, and actually the rest of the proceeds go to Jubilee. So. Oh, very cool. Yep, very cool. So go to that. Yes, <laughs> yes. Even like, how could it not like three minutes is long enough? You're not making it any commitment to anyone it's just that we can conversate with someone for three minutes and catch their vibe or whatever i don't know if i could have at the beginning of the podcast (laughs) like three minutes in i'm like oh boy (laughs) this is going to be rough right but no that's that's actually i think that's interesting because for one uh, doing the podcast like talking to people i realize that an hour is not long enough so I couldn't imagine like sitting across from somebody for three minutes and be like, okay, here we go. Let's mm-hmm. go. Like, tell me everything. How do you, right. how do you go about that? Do you write down questions? Like we what's do have the process? Focus questions so they okay. can use that. Uh, I think that we don't have this set up, but you know, it's a new thing. So I think that maybe next time we'll talk about like your time limit is 1.5 minutes and the mm-hmm. other person. Cause my personally, like, if I'm not given an open space to talk, I'm not talking over anyone. That's not what I do. <laughs> right. Um. Well, actually, lately I do some, but you need to because you're the boss. Yes. Overall, <laughs> I don't enjoy talking over people, and I'm a yeah. much better listener than I am a talker. So, I don't know exactly how we're gonna. We're just gonna feel it out. It's just kind of like here's guideline questions, and okay. um, it's open three minutes, and maybe once we get surveys back and that sort of thing, maybe then we will um you know Adjust. tweak it a little yeah. bit if that's what's needed but uh so what's the what's the end goal slash result of a speed dating thing do you like get the people's number that you're interested in at the end or how does that work they are welcome to um exchange contact information if they want to i personally don't uh when we were talking about it as a group my vote was like to kind of like prohibit that. But then I also had to check myself like rules don't work. I already know that. <laughs> but um, I think the goal is for them to indicate to us who they're interested in matching with. And then we'll provide the contact information afterwards. Uh, so that's what we're doing. Yeah, that's actually a good move. Yep. Yeah, that's a really good move because then you don't get somebody contacting somebody they don't want to. Right. Yeah, no, we don't. Yeah. We don't want that to happen. And like the saying no, I mean, I've encountered that a lot. I've given my number to a lot of people that I really wish I hadn't to, <laughs> hadn't given it to because it's like, I didn't, I was just being nice, but that's also me just needing to be more assertive and me like, well, no, I don't want to. Yeah. So, and recognizing that that's not going to end someone's world. And if it does, then that is actually very much their problem. Not it is mine. their problem. Yeah. So, yeah, no, if they can't handle somebody saying no, then there's right. an issue. Right. Yeah, you don't want to be with that person anyways. Right. That's <laughs> for sure. And and if and the thing is like I'm going to give my I'm going to be happy to give my number to someone that I know. I mean, I don't even think I want to date. I would like to be friends. Yeah. And then possibly if they wanted to talk about getting married, then we can do that. I don't really understand this whole dating thing anymore. <laughs> I just blows i don't know like i said that's a different podcast it is a totally different podcast but i couldn't imagine being somebody who's single today i think it'd be very difficult me either i don't know how they do it that's why i'm just like you guys have fun with that i (laughs) kind of checked myself out of all of that that's funny so 
So do you have any other events coming up? Yep. The other one that I'm working on, it's called the Festival of Praise. Uh, my friend Jonathan that leads worship at All Nations Christian Church. It's something that he's done. I think that he's done it one year longer. It's either one year longer or one year less than I've done when September ends. So mm-hmm. it's kind of of around the same longevity, but it's all praise and worship music and dance. And um, it's like, we're at, so when September ends, it's kind of like a community event. We're not really focused on who's the best performer. We just want to share stories and right. share our lives and be our authentic selves. Jonathan is uh, getting like some really great performers and wow. paying money for them. And Whoa. sometimes it's people you've actually heard of. So really? um, we have a meeting for that tomorrow, actually, to talk about that and... Uh, See who's on the performance roster and, and what the next steps are in performing that. I know it's going to take place in November. So oh. Festival of Praise. Check it out. It's going to be great. You're a busy person, Erica. Yes. <laughs> well, thank you for making time doing mm-hmm. doing the podcast. It was fun. It's been fun catching up. Yes. Um, I feel like this was a lot more fun than the first time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So anyways, all the links will be in the show notes. So go there and find it. Okie dokie. All right. Thanks again. Thank you. All right. Bye, everyone. Deuces. Deuces.